Good evening, Athens, Georgia, and any other listeners. Um, 90.5 FM is WUOG Athens. Um, your horoscope this evening. You got a new job. You've been struggling with one, finding one for a while, and so you're really good, grateful for this opportunity. You drive out to the middle of nowhere in the in a forest. Um, you're driving around. You see some like kind of strange, dry patches of dirt along the road, but you know you don't really think much of it. It is a forest after all. Um, but as you keep going, you keep swearing that you see something in your rearview mirror. Something almost like bunny-shaped. Bunny-shaped. I don't know. Um, but when you get there, you become beautiful. And then you become beautiful. And then you keep becoming beautiful forever. Good evening. That one was so good. <laughs> good evening, everyone. This is The Witching Hour. With your hosts, um, Stella slash DJ Cyclops. And Stewie. We're missing Rissa today. Who is DJ Worm. Which is so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss them very much. However, we're both here to talk to you today about a beautiful little thing that I love to call the Walton Files. Um, so, as you might know, I'm the... So, we all have, like, things we talked about a little while ago. Um, you know, Stella is the big like podcast person she loves all of the horror podcasts rissa is the big movie person i'm the big like analog horror and video games person and as our resident analog horror person i thought that i just had to introduce everybody to the walton files it's genuinely one of my favorites i love it so much um does it have anything to do with the fact that i'm a big fnaf girly probably but uh i just think it's so great and it is in my opinion, by far the scariest thing we've watched on the show so far. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I was I was pretty freaked out by the thing last week, but this That's true. this takes the cake so far. Yep. Um, if there's anything scarier than this, um, I'm gonna be in a lo- world of trouble. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything scarier than this, it's probably another analog horror series. Honestly, <laughs> if, yeah. If I had to say, because I was just saying earlier, like analog horror. Everything else, like the mainstream stuff that, you know, gets publicized and whatnot, uh, it, it kind of, like, holds back for the sake of being more popular. But I feel like analog horror is popular because it's so terrifying, and so it just lets loose. Like, they will show you the scariest stuff imaginable, and you just got to take it because it's that good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was it was very spooky. I was watching it in my living room earlier um, on my TV, and I, like, had to turn some lights on. I had to keep... It was too scary. I had to keep taking breaks. Breaks. I was originally watching it, like, in my room, kind of in the dark this evening. Yep. And I kept having to turn my lights on because I was getting too scared. But I was like, no, I want to commit to the bit. I want to get the full experience. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. It is just it is just too much. Yeah, um, that, that, that must have been rough. Oh, my so gosh. Kind of a premise for those of you who haven't listened. Um, it is, like, 100% inspired by... Five Nights at Freddy's, which is kind of an important distinction to make. Yes. Um, there is not been any, like, dancing around it. He's not like, oh, I don't know about Five Nights. Like, we all know that it's inspired by that. Yeah. It's, it's based on the Five Nights at Freddy's VHS. It says so on the Analog Horror Wiki, which I'm reading off of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also um, 
it has a it has kind of a precursor which was a game that didn't end up getting made um, with the same name the walton files made by the same person but apparently there were some issues with production and so it never ended up getting made which is kind of what the walton files is about issues with um production and starting up a company yep um the game was actually called welcome to bond's burgers oh oh yeah you were close um but it had basically the same plot except for um these are all characters that make no sense right now but we'll introduce them later um jack walton was the antagonist like by far and there was something about like him controlling the animatronics and like making them do all the bad things and one of the good guys was felix who was trying to stop him which is if you know anything about the walton files very funny yeah that's that's, not the plot of the walton files at all um same characters though pretty much like sophie's still involved all of the you know little guys that we know and love from the main series are all still there um, they just changed a lot. Uh, and apparently it almost became lost media, except for the efforts of like two people. And they uh, had like the demos of it downloaded because he did create demos for the game. Huh. Um, two of them. And two people had them saved. And if it weren't for those two people, they would have gotten lost to time and never seen again. But... I actually haven't like seen them or played them or anything, and I feel like it's it's kind of bad to do so because like he himself says that he doesn't like it, so you know respect the author's wishes and all that. Um, but it is definitely an interesting backstory. It is, it is. So I, I kind of like to talk a little bit about a little bit about the plot, just because yes, a lot of the other things we talked about in the show thus far have been pretty well known. And or easier to explain the concept of yeah. Whereas so this, we could kind of uh, skip yeah. over the plot of those, not this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so from also because honestly, when I was watching this, I had to go back and then then like watch a kind of a docu series um, explaining it because I didn't like fully understand what was going on. And I'm going to check who made that video just so I can properly credit them. Nexpo, Nexpo's um, expose about it. Yes. Um. Yeah. Nexpo is one of my favorites. I again, big analog horror girl. And so I watched a ton of like his stuff and Nightmind and like Rainbot back in the day. And so um, being able to show him to you guys was so much fun. I love that a lot. Um, So how did that treat you? Did that answer any of your burning questions? It helped me understand more the chronology of things. And so Mm -hmm. did reading like the the wiki page, which kind of has all of the events which happen in various points throughout the series, which are not in chronological order. It's not in chronological order when it's being told which i honestly like is no, i think not, that's a good a thing, thing um it, it, it is confusing yeah yeah um but also like fnaf they don't give you anything to no, go on no. timeline wise you have to it's so much guesswork whereas this one it explicitly tells you dates for things it does it does every, almost every single time i think every event is ordered at least in some way which is so nice <laughs> and something that i thought was really interesting too is that when there were, um, like, like for example, missing posters, which there were a lot of in this series, up yes. on up on the screen, um, you know, you wouldn't really be able to read them. They were obscured on purpose. But it would, if you turn on the subtitles, it would say exactly what everything said. And I think that's on purpose, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, great as a reviewer to, like, let me know the details in the plot and helps my understanding. So if you ever um, watch the Walton Files, make sure you turn the subtitles on. Yes. As well, something that I noticed is that it was originally released in 2020, but um, the official Walton Piles YouTube re-released them seven months ago to add in more content and also um, like like clean it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I think also they got um, 
copyright striked for something. That would make sense. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but um, I think that was also part of it. And then... I'm honestly surprised they can call it Bob's Burgers. Why is that? Because of Bob's Burgers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Honestly? They're not similar premises at all, but they're just so similar. And like... The name is definitely similar. Huh. But it makes that sense because, you know, the main animatronic is named Bon or Bonnie. Right. I mean, I guess because, bon. yeah, yeah. Bon's burger, that, that's pretty, like, I, mean, I feel like that would be fine. Really, there's other but also it's a YouTube series. Yeah, it is. It's not like, I mean, I don't think serious money was being made off of this. No. Um, no. Um, at least not off the name Bon's Burgers. So as of, so as for the premise, so yes. essentially it is 1978. Um, and these two men, um, Jack Walton and Felix Kranken. Yes. Jack Walton and Felix Kranken have the idea to, um, start up a company, which is, uh, a burger restaurant slash kids, enter- kids entertainment store. Um, which always so, goes well. Yeah. Like something like a Chuck E. Cheese essentially, mm-hmm. but a preliminary to that, of course, cause it's 1978. Yes. Um, 74, 74, 74. And before the opening of it, um, the co-creator, Jack Walton, goes missing. Um, and then a month, about a month after, his wife goes missing. So do um, several people who worked on BSI projects. Yes. BSI being the... Um, BSI, Bunny Smiles Incorporated, is basically like the overarching company behind um, the Bonds Burgers franchise. Um, and, okay, a couple things that you missed in there, which yeah. it reveals throughout the series. So... Um, it all kinds of starts like, okay, so Jack and Felix, they were super good buddies in college and in college they talked a lot about, um, creating a, um, animatronic restaurant. They wanted like entertainment for families, kind of like a dinner, dinner theater style thing, but burgers. So they decided that they were going to do that in college. And then after college, they get married. Jack has a couple of kids. Um, and they finally just decide to make that dream a reality. Um, meanwhile, Felix is having huge alcohol problems. Mm -hmm. He is a major alcoholic and um, I don't know if everyone around him knows this, but his wife, Linda, definitely does. Um, and so, you know, time goes on. The store opens, um, or they, they, they're getting ready to open the store. And I think it was a month out from the opening. Um, he promises to take um, Jack's kids. His two younger children. That's important. Yes. So Jack has three kids. He has Ed, Molly, and Sarah. Sarah's the oldest, and then Ed and Molly after her, I believe. Um, And then Sarah may have been younger at that point because it happened when they were young, and she would have been young enough to not remember things. So she may be younger than Ed and Molly because it happened 10 years before the game. She's the older sister because she was working at the restaurant. In the 80s. This happened yeah, in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, So she may be younger? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, either way. So he has three kids, Sarah, Ed, and Molly. And then his wife is Rosemary. Um, so Felix promises to take Ed and Molly to some school function, like a party or something at their elementary school. And he is majorly drunk. And this is, you know, 1974. So nobody really cares about drunk driving. Um, 
And so I shouldn't laugh. It's a terrible thing. Don't don't drive drunk. Um, so he takes these kids uh, to the dance and he's not having a great time. And then they leave and he's trying to get them home. And homie runs them off the road into a ditch, killing both of the kids yes. and crashing the car. And instead of doing something normal, like calling his best friend and telling him that his kids are dead, um, he decides to bury the kids with their toy bunny named Rocket. And um, he just goes back home, I guess, without the kids. Yeah. And actually during all that, he goes home and he realizes that his wife has left him. Yes. Because she left a note while he was away. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he did that, if if she left him after or if he got drunk because she left him. But it was definitely somewhere in there. there. Yeah. And there's a scene in the third episode where it's like Felix is driving the kids. And our, our co-host that is absent this evening wanted us to share with you that um, they thought it was the scariest part of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and. No, it was genuinely yeah. terrifying. Um. And, like, it's sort of the conversation between him and the kids. And they're like, um, Uncle Felix, are you drunk right now? Like, they're, they're fully aware of what's happening. And he's driving too fast. But he's rationalizing it to himself. He's saying, like, oh, I just want to get home faster. I just want to get you guys home safe. All that kind of stuff. But he is, like, you can see he's driving way too fast. Because we're in the, like, camera yeah. view. Um, and then at the end, you can hear Molly saying... It's okay, uh, Uncle Felix. Everything's all right. It, we're going to be just fine. But in the captions, it says it was all your fault just over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, which is so heartbreaking. And so, you know, typical FNAF fashion, they, they get buried um, and they're animatronic uh, it, puppet, question mark, stuffed toy, maybe. Yeah. Um, they have a bunny named Rocket and it, you know, is put on top of their graves and they possess it. So Ed and Molly are in Rocket right now. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, Jack gets so mad at Felix. He's calling him. He's like, it has been three hours. I've been calling. I've been calling. The most heart-wrenching th- scene in the whole thing. Um, he, and he's just like, where are my kids, Felix? Yeah. I need to know where are my kids. So presumably, he goes to fight Felix and it doesn't go well because the last time he's seen is on, um, I think it said July 11th. And then his wife comes to the um, store, to the restaurant, to look for him on July 20th. Um, and then she runs, uh, goes into the back rooms following something. and Following her daughter, actually. Following her daughter... Sarah, who um oh my gosh and then she goes back there and the voice that's like narrating the scene just says um she was looking for her husband but she found a rabbit instead and then the screen goes all spooky and you can see her you know not doing great um so now all of the Waltons except for Sarah are dead (laughs) which is super fun we love that um and then there, there was also uh, Susan, who was a um, like a, a repairman or yeah, engineer. Yeah, she was, she was working on Bond. Yes, and she like finds out that the robots are being weird, and so she goes to work on Bond. 
Bon yeah. eats her, I guess. Yeah, presumably she realizes that um, Bon has flesh and blood inside of him. <laughs> Which is um, super cool. And then every time someone finds out something they shouldn't about the animatronics in this, they end up getting murked and stuffed into one. Yes. The way um, that happened to Bon. Yay! And, you know, this is not, okay, uh, spoilers, but there's kind of spoilers for everything we've watched in these reviews because they're reviews. Um, so I'm going to go, ha- go ahead and say that um, it is Jack Walton, in fact, inside of Bon. And he becomes the main antagonist in this series, basically becoming a g- crazy psycho killer. Yeah. I have opinions on that, okay. but I think we can get to them later when yeah. we get into more speculation. But um, yeah, so now who's dead? We have uh, Ed and Molly. They died first. Mm-hmm. Then Jack. Then um, Susan. Susan, and then I his, think. Rosemary, his wife. Yes. So Susan goes and fixes it, dies. Rosemary goes in looking for her husband. She dies. Then we have Charles, who um, we don't necessarily know who he is, but he's involved somewhere, and he's dead, and he's in Boozoo, who's like this ringleader animatronic. He's probably the creepiest one. I'm not going to lie. Like, the clown is pretty spooky, but at least he's like explicitly an animatronic. Like, you can can see that he's a robot. But like, Boozoo just kind of looks like a weird nasty mannequin oh. person thing it's it's really gross um so then moving on from that the restaurant shuts down it has only had two parties in it at this point yeah. it has been open for less than a month restaurant shuts down yeah it shuts down because of um the the presumably the screams of, of rose were heard by like neighbors who filed a bunch of complaints who called the like, police the yeah. police came in couldn't find anything because the doors were locked literally verbatim they could not find anything because the doors were locked. Wow, they really tried. They really tried. Um, so the place was shut down. Then um, Felix has this grand idea to get everything out of there before anyone can find it. So he gets this storage unit out in the middle of the woods, um, calls it the uh, canine. Why yeah, it's called canine, who knows? I don't know, but this thing is huge. It is a whole compound. There it's are massive. Fa- there are facilities for people to stay in. There are storage facilities. And there are something called back rooms, mm-hmm. which resemble the original store. Yes. Um, yeah, they they just look like the store, which is yeah. kind of weird. I, like, part of me thinks it was probably just so that he didn't have to draw more backgrounds, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, some of it might have just been, like, for the mood of it. Like, maybe Felix just wanted to build the same looking facility because that's what he knew. And maybe it's because he thought that the the creatures would be more okay with it. But that kind of leads us into the next <laughs> yeah. few people, the next round of people that get involved yes. with this is um, three BSI employees, programmers meant to um, help kicks in 1978. So this is several years later. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been investigations going on trying to figure out stuff, but they aren't really finding anything. But basically BSI is like, okay, we want to kick back up. We want to make money. Um, you know, presumably Felix is still kicking and behind all this. Um, and so three employees, um, Kevin W., Hillary B., and Ashley Parks, were sent to the storage facility to reprogram the animatronics. They're there for three days, and they have, like, kind of a strict deadline. And eventually they figure out that these animatronics are so messed up, so, like, mangled and yeah, disfigured there are, that they can't do anything about it. Yeah, there are holes punched in the middle of them. Yeah. Like, Bon, it shows a picture of him, and they, um, the, the people say that it looks like someone did it to him like it wasn't just animals or something it looked intentional and it's literally just a hole through his chest it's really freaky looking so i'm wondering like is that 
something trying to kill him or someone trying to kill him? Like, could it be Felix trying to cover up his mistakes because he knows Jack's in there? Or is it like, did it do it to itself? Who knows? I don't know. But uh, Ashley gets curious on their last night there because they all received keys to something called the back room and she was, was trying it out and trying to figure out where it went to. And so she goes into these back rooms and these facilities and sees that some of the doors are like left open and it kind of looks like it's been inhabited, which is strange because supposedly no one's been back here in years. Right. Um, and so she, she comes upon um, the clown. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Billy. Billy the clown. And that, who sucks? He sucks. That she plays image, a cartridge. There's like, he's a normal There's a cassette tape on the floor that she finds and she looks up and she sees that giant nasty clown animatronic has a cassette player in its chest and so her being the genius that she is decides yeah i'm only armed with a flashlight and a camera i'm gonna put the cassette tape in the clown and see what happens and who who could have guessed she dies yeah she dies she gets stuffed into the clown essentially yeah Um, bond shows up the clown didn't do it it should be noted bond is the one that's killing every single person this is true. This yes. Is true. And it's, yeah, I think it's supposed to be implied that like the, the ones with people shoved inside them are like kind of haunted by the people they're shoved inside. But Bond is like the only one that's violent. He's the only angry one. Everyone else is just really sad. Yeah. They're all sad or they're like, oh, I'm beautiful now. Or they're in some like crazy delusion because they are still alive in there. And yes. they make that very clear at multiple points where they make it clear that the animatronics are like conscious and they say something about how it feels like they are just bleeding everywhere yes. which is just horrifying and it's there's, there's so like, awful and like there's that one bit where um it's talking about um susan being put in banny and it just says that the bunny is starving like over and over and over again so we can imagine that she probably was in there alive until she starved to death which just doesn't sound great um but yeah, no, th- it's it's definitely horrifying, and I think that's the part that was more inspired by the um, FNAF VHS tapes as opposed to the regular FNAF series. Yeah, because that's something that does come about in um, FNAF VHS is that they're all alive in the animatronics, yeah. and they are like thinking about what their childhood was like and what things it could have been and how they can't breathe, and it like happens over and over that they can't breathe in the animatronics, but they're still alive. So I think that was definitely um, inspired by that and him kind of like alluding to that in here. I think it's more meant to be that they're like kind of haunting the animatronics Mm -hmm. rather than like they're, for lack of better term, like flesh being like melded with the thing. Because they they were not trying to be smart about it. It was more that Felix was like trying to get rid of these bodies somehow. No, he's not a smart guy. No, he isn't. Because like those those are going to be out and they're going to start to smell and they eventually do. Yes. No, like he buried these kids in the woods he put his business partner in the biggest animatronic he could find like it's he's not a very smart person which is hilarious because in the um third tape for uh that was advertising the reopening of bonds burgers which was set to happen in the 80s um it says like it, it praises him so much and it's like our wonderful founder felix kranken who has uh, you know whose heart is as big as his brain or something like that yeah. and it's like no no yeah there's there's a lot not of, correct there's a lot of praise of him praise of, praise of him especially in the second episode which is like employee training tapes from the initial yeah setup and at the beginning of the tape it's like oh J- jack and felix are doing this and then by the end of the tape it's like felix is the founder there was no one ever else ever involved but there's lots of like allusions to jack's presence 
Yeah, and I think that's um like sort of the supernatural, like Jack is haunting the tape sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it is very like his face pops up in the background and, it's, it's and stuff like that. Not just the tapes that Jack seems to be haunting. Because <gasps> so let's let's move on to the so because I would like to get done with the summary by nine thirty. Yes. So uh, Ashley's dead. Uh, she's one of the people she's in Billy now so the very first episode is about Brian Stells who is hired by the BSI to act as a new facility caretaker for the facility we were just discussing the the canine facility which is a part of the relocate project which was um, in preparation for the new restaurant so canine was BSI storage that was opened in 1975 the relocation project was started sometime in late 75 um, and went through 78, which is when we meet, yeah. um, we meet Ashley and then Billy comes after her just yeah. so we have our timeline straight. Yes. Yes. So, um, they closed the facility for a few years because of strong smells. Um, so there's no caretakers there until 1982. Um, and so it's, that's why the first episode is very, um, FNAF like, because it's this, you know, they're hiring night guards to, to watch over this facility with these creatures that's – sorry, I keep calling them creatures, but they say they seem to be, like, active at night. You know, there's reports of them – or of activity from the place at 2 and 3 a.m. and complaints from the neighbors, which is strange because they're supposed to be in the middle of a forest, but I digress. It's, it's in Michigan, so I'd imagine that there's a lot of forest that they can just hide stuff in. I've never I been should. to Michigan, but I feel like it's very woodsy. Yeah, probably. Michigan um, listeners, call in. Tell us if there's a lot of yeah. woods around here. But so, um, uh, Brian like checks on the animatronics and things were going okay for him. But eventually, he um, left, the, tried to leave the facility, and Bond chased after him and got him. Um, yeah, he left the door open, which is really dumb. And so now all the robots are outside. Yeah, which is sort of the moral of the story: don't leave the door open if you work in a place with murder robots. You know, yeah, that was kind of the whole point of the facility was to keep them trapped in there, but alas. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this in the 80s, um, Sophie seems to have no memory of all of the things that happened like about almost 10 years prior with her family. She starts playing a game from BSI called, titled Bunny Farm, and she seems to have no recognition of BSI or of the things in the video game, which it's like an arcade game that she found that she was mm-hmm. playing with her girlfriend, which is another note from our from our lovely missing um, host, Rissa, who said... Um, Love Sophie. Shout out National Lesbian Day. Amen. Um, and then also, Rissa really liked the sound design because it was really scary. There was it lots was of like so weird squelching good. and and um, like like electronic sounds and all kinds of yeah. The voice the acting call. was also really solid. There were a yes. lot of voice acting parts, which is not normal in analog horror. Yeah. I feel like they're usually just kind of like. Um, different like TTS voices and whatnot but they actually had a lot of voices in this one and they were really really good I loved Banny's voice actress she was so funny anyway so um Sophie plays this video game which is by Bunny Smiles I think yeah it is yeah um and it's called Bunny Farm and it the it opens with this cute little cartoon um talking about like how they want to go on a picnic but they don't have any fruits and this like hippo guy is like i have a farm if you'll do me some favors i'll give you some fruits and so you play as bon going and doing mini games in order to get fruits for your picnic and throughout this game are some of the most horrifying visuals i've ever seen yes yes and in my life i think it's kind of implied that either the tapes are being haunted or sophie's meds are making her seeing things or yes. it's like triggering memories and yeah. it's not really what the video game has going on but it's you know that's that's up for 
the watcher to decide. It's up for interpretation. I personally think that it is actually haunted because all of the bad stuff starts happening when you find Billy at the beginning, mm. um, who is the most, the second most recent death. Yeah. Because that was Ashley. Um, and so I think that she's in the tape because after you find Billy, the game crashes and everything starts going wrong. Yeah. And then from that point on, the game is terrifying. And this is, in my opinion, um, this is the, the scariest part of the Walton Files. Rissa said that, um, it's also an it hour the, long. Yes. It is. It is the longest one by far. The other ones are not, not nearly like that, but it is the most like straightforward in what's happening. Um, yes. She, she, you know, she realizes that, um, she, the mysterious, as she sees the glitches keep happening, she starts to remember about the death of her siblings and, um, what happened with her and her mother backstage when when rosemary got got um and so the, it kind of ends just with um her girlfriend helping her try to remember what she lost um but then uh, the, the wiki page says that bsi would shut down in early 1983 not sure why but yeah it just well, shut down altogether like they yeah. didn't open the new store well, they didn't do anything presumably but. because of something with the animatronics but whatever maybe they got peace yeah. or something i don't know or they got felix we don't have enough really to go on and um martine the creator said that the um series was unfinished he said but he, it's yeah. been like three years he said he made it in a fever dream and doesn't really plan to go back to it <laughs> Epic. Which is fair enough. I love this thing that. Freaks me out, and I yeah. don't know if I want more of it. And honestly, <laughs> things like this are much scarier when you don't have the full story, anyways. So that's true. Let's move into what scared us about this. What aspects of the horror scared us? Oh my gosh, um, all and of then it. eventually move on to our rankings. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's already been thirty minutes, and we've just talked about the plot. I know, but it, there's <laughs> there's amazing. a lot to unpack. Like that was the hardest part to like figure out for me was like getting all the pieces to understand what's going on. Yeah, um, and I, I think it was made easier by Bunny Farm, which is unfortunate because it's an hour long, and so it's really hard to yeah. digest on its own. Mm-hmm. But it does lay out the plot pretty clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, save for like dates and stuff, which you can find in the other episodes. So I still recommend watching them because they're really good. But if you want purely plot, watch Bunny Farm. Because yeah, that just and has there, all of there it. There are two other ones called um, "Guilty" and uh, "Lucky You." Yes, those are both secret videos. Yeah. So in the first tape, the employee training one, I think at the very end there was a um, code that led to an unlisted YouTube link, yes. which is "Lucky You," which has all of the stuff about um, I think Rosemary and her death. And then I don't remember what was on Guilty, but I'm pretty either. sure it was the kids. I think, it, yeah, I think it may have been. Um, actually, I can check. But, yeah, yeah, so there are some some extra, there's like two secret tapes. Um, oh, it's an archive of messages from Felix Crankin to employees of Bunny Fowls Incorporated. It, it, it includes the death of Ed and Molly. Um, okay, yeah. What, I, what our co-host Rissa said was the absolute scariest part. I think it was, um, oh gosh, what did I just say? Susan? Oh, yes. yes. Mine is Susan. Like, because when um, in Bunny Smiles, it goes to um, her talking about something. Was was it in um, Bunny Farm or was it in another video? I don't remember. I think it was in Bunny Farm. Okay, I think so. It goes to, like, Banny's video, like, minigame. And, um, you know, you're just chatting, having fun, all that kind of stuff. And then it cuts to a black screen and it's like Susan's face and then it like melts away and she looks all gross and weird and then it superimposes the yeah. baddies mask on top of it. And it's just 
the creepiest visuals ever. It, think, it gave yeah. me such chills. I oh my gosh! One of the things that ga- things gave me the worst CBGBs was in the um the second video, the training video. Yeah. Um, it there's this thing where it shows the animatronics and their and their features and the ones that the programmers would have to program. So presumably it was uh, uh for the programmers to see, and yes. it's basically um Bon like blinking and making jaw movements and staring at the camera for an incredibly long time. Oh my gosh, and, it's awful. And there's like this scary music. There is, Rissa's right about the sound design because there is kind of a score. Um, and there is also just like scary mashed together horror sounds. Yeah. And there's also like kind of gory sounding sounds. So there's a lot of like effects going on in every way. Yeah. There's also a whole soundtrack that he didn't put in the series. Oh wow. He really? has a bunch of songs on the channel that are just in universe, like the the band's songs and they feature the voice actors and all that kind of stuff like it's super cute there's so much um other stuff for this series that doesn't appear in the main thing it's so fun it seems like there's a lot to get into but unfortunately i did not get into all of it for this episode that's very fair it's fun you can get into it later most of it is also just really goofy because it's non-canon and so it's just this guy playing with his ocs it's so fun yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and the thing is this thing is not scary in that it's like like explicitly gory or honestly explicitly anything everything's like super vague but that's kind of what's meant to inspire the feel. I, I mean there's like blood and like and like and like it so, gets pretty gory i don't know it like this i don't know they're 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 missing bits in a couple of places but yeah i guess it's, it's not it's like, like i mean like explicitly visually drawn like sometimes there's like sounds but, yeah and there's like and there's like the the rotting face meat yes when you take off the masks but yeah. it's not I don't, I don't want to say it's not well drawn, but it's like kind of not well drawn on purpose so that you can't truly like decipher it's, what it looks like. It's definitely the art style. Um, yeah. But I'm of the opinion that the art style definitely adds to it. Oh, because, no, I think so. Um, it's not, it's just unsettling. It's not it like um, properly proportioned in any way. So all the faces look really weird and warped. Yeah. Um, he's all- really, really good at creepy visuals. Also, all of the people were definitely me's that he like edited to look different. To yes. Like, to look like uncanny, uncanny, uncanny valley because all the normal humans that he showed, like especially like like so Sophie's, um, not Sarah. Her name is Sophie. 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 No, I had it written down in one place as Sarah and one place as Sophie, and I looked back and I was like, that's stupid. So I wrote over Sarah. Ah. Well, <laughs> I was wrong. She she super looks like a me. He he um like I, I swear these are me's from the Wii. Yeah, I think just, so. Probably made look a little scarier. Um, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, the Im- the pictures, um, like the photographs of Felix and um, oh my gosh, Jack, also look really scary. Yeah, the photographs are really scary. I wanted to bring that up because the, the especially the one of Jack because it shows up multiple times because it's it's yeah. the it's it's the same photo that's like him and um, Felix starting the company and it's, it's also on his. Um, missing poster yes there are a couple of these missing posters. which for those who you know don't have eyes right now um it's just a photo of uh felix and jack shaking hands and you know just started a company haha later on felix literally crops jack out of the I frame it's- so it's just him shaking hands with someone off screen which is hilarious um like a you know bad ex-girlfriend or something yeah and I know, then- it's crazy because he seems to like just like, because presumably he killed Jack. He killed Jack's two children and his, well, he didn't kill his wife, but he kind of caused it via domino effect. Yeah. And, like. No, like, he did all of the bad things in this series. 
that yeah, were so, done by so, a human. And so for him to be like, oh yeah, Jack didn't exist or like he didn't contribute to this company, it's insane. And also, I'm so great. That's the funny part is that like all of the mentions of him they're afterward like, are like, like Felix is idea. so cool. And man's still an alcoholic. He murdered many people. Like everything bad is because of him. But yeah, he's super great. It, it's interesting though because it almost seems like Bond is murdering people who find out. Um, yes. To keep it, to continue to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like protecting the company in a way. Which, I mean, I guess now would be the time to get into it. I am of the opinion that although Jack is in there, Bond is being controlled by Felix. Um, and I don't know if there's like, um, in the technology demo, it kind of alluded to the fact that they could be remote controlled. Um, oh. not fully. But in like the robot way, because they were blinking eyes and stuff like that. So I'm imagining, could Felix theoretically have taken it a step further in his, you know, whatever was going on in his head then, and made it so that he could control it from afar and cover his tracks? Because you're so right. Every time someone has been killed, it's because they found something that they shouldn't. And that's it. Who Whose interest is that in other than Felix's? No, yeah, because... um. Like, like for example, the, the the three programmers that were in there, he didn't go off and kill the other three programmers. He easily could have. He could have, but they, know, they left were because they thought that Ashley had already left. Yeah. So they didn't find anything. They were none the wiser yeah. that she was dead. Um, so he didn't go after them. Now, we could have said that that was because she locked the door behind her or the animatronics were still trapped in there or something like that. But, like... From a storytelling perspective, I feel like it makes more sense that he left them alone because they didn't find anything. No, yeah, and I think that I mean I think that's what you're meant what you're meant to think. But mm-hmm. I just it is really interesting. I hadn't considered that Bond might be being controlled by Phoenix. I just thought that maybe he still had some kind of stake in the company because it's also interesting that he kills his wife, but not his other daughter. He Jack, like, yeah, 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 because I don't think he wanted to. Um, but why did he or- want to kill his wife? I don't I don't think he wanted to kill his wife. That's why I'm so adamant that yeah. it was um that it was Felix's fault because Jack seems like a nice guy. And he cares sense. about his kids. Because he loves yeah. his wife. We see that multiple times. And for the like few weeks that the it was open for the first time in the seventies, um apparently Rosemary, she would come in like every single day looking for her husband. She was distraught. I know. She and was so, so distraught. It makes sense. And she was she was going to the authority, she was speaking with detectives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would make sense that Felix would want her gone. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, Sophie's a kid and maybe he doesn't want to, you know, kill his last remaining daughter, but he uses her to do that and then presumably he's kind of the one who gets her on some kind of pills because both her parents are dead and she's a kid. So something happens to her. Maybe he takes care of her. He employs her eventually. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, which is very strange. I don't know um, necessarily why he would do that, but my thought is probably he employs her to get her closer so that he can kill her as well. But like, why would he wait? Well, so but long? I think he's the one who has her on the pills, and maybe even is her guardian. That's that's not ever explicitly stated. God, that would be awful. It would be awful, but it would explain because that, they talk about that a lot. Like the pills make me make me normal. I mm-hmm. think a lot of like the yeah safety the, and pills. The, yeah, safety and pills. Um, and like the a lot of the like like repeated messaging. Might be something that Felix is saying to the animatronics, like, I'm making you beautiful. Because I'm sure he kind of went insane after he killed the kids. He seems ex- incredibly distraught with, like, grief and guilt and yeah, um, not being able to face the consequences of his actions. Plus, you know, he's lost his family. Mm-hmm. So the Yeah, only I mean, thing Linda left him is, yeah. and he killed his best friend's kids and then his best friend. Like, he was Uncle Felix. That was his family. And he just yeah did did away with all of them. Like, everyone he loves is gone. 
So it does make sense that he would protect like the last person to be a part of his quote unquote family. Maybe he feels like some kind of ownership to Sophie and because she doesn't remember, he doesn't feel threatened by her. Yeah. That would be really interesting. That would um, be really interesting. Hmm. I do love that. Um, another theory that I saw come up was that if Jack is in Bonn and is controlling Bonn, it could be that um, he wants to be with his family again. And so uh, though other people are killed, um, they're all like wearing things that look like Sophie. So yeah, Brian, yeah. Um, it says that the bunny killed him because he looked like her. Which or it thought yeah. it was her, which we can assume is Sophie. And the only image we see of Sophie or like her little sprite is her dressed in a purple security guard uniform. Ha ha, yes, FNAF reference. But Brian is also dressed in the purple security guard re- uniform because he's a security guard in the 80s. And so it, it thought that he was her and then it killed her. So maybe he just wanted to bring his family back together. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. So yeah, it kind of it's interesting because he didn't kill her initially when mm-hmm. he killed Rosemary, but you know, like almost ten years has passed since then. Right. Um. So you know, obviously something's changed, and he's you know more violent. Right. Um. And so I, th- I think one of the scariest things is that it kind of frames him without think without thinking about it critically yet, like you did, and c- yeah. considering that he might be being controlled, it kind of just paints him as this crazy psycho killer who just went crazy because he was murdered and angry. Right. Right, um, because we are coming at it. Also not unreasonable. No, like, the uh, homie's dead and also in a bunny. Like, mm-hmm. I would be definitely upset, too. Um, but I think we're also coming at it. A lot of people are coming at it from a FNAF watcher perspective. Yeah. And so we're coming at it from the view of the animatronics are bad and are also killing people because they want to. And in this series, there may be a little more nuance to it than mm-hmm. that. Um I, I don't know. He might be angry and he might just be killing people. Because yeah, the other ones don't really seem to have any real animosity. They don't ever hurt anyone. No. They definitely are in there and they're definitely seen like crying and screaming and freaking out and like revealing their weird nasty gross faces. Yeah. But they're mostly doing it in a relatively harmless way. Yeah. And they're trying to get Sophie to remember. They are. This like, is true. They're trying really hard. They're trying to save her, honestly. Yeah. You know, her mother and everyone. I mean, maybe the animatronics talk to each other in some way it seems like they all seem to have an idea of what's going on they seem to be in agreement other than bond yeah yeah but i just don't see why they're why jack would be angry at anyone other than felix i i, I think okay that's so my thing i think the absolute not absolute but like one of the absolute scariest things about this to me is like the fact that they're in pain yeah. And and they're in there and they're like and they're like crying and screaming and even Bond is shown to be in pain like and Yes. No, like there's that one shot where it's just clawing at its face and covered in blood and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it is horrified at what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe he's he's not so willing, but Yeah. Um Bond's also the only one who who well, like every time Bond kills someone, he's kind of like, "I'm making you beautiful," or like the person's like, "Oh, I'm 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 made beautiful." Like I yes. feel terrible, and I feel like I'm I'm bleeding everywhere, and I can't breathe, and I can't I can't do anything. But at least I'm beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Which is such an interesting line. Like, I know, and it's repeated many, many times. Many times. So you know, artistic framing. They want us to notice that. Yeah. Uh, Martine put that in there on purpose, and I'm thinking maybe like. Here's my here's my game theory. Far off, who okay. knows if okay. it might be true. 
Um, my thought is that if Jack is in Bond and if Bond is intentionally killing people, not being controlled, mm-hmm. um, he might be trying to make them perfect or beautiful or without human error because human error killed every good thing in his life. That's so true. Felix was a messed up dude and he drank a lot and he killed Jack's kids. That is the catalyst for this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Jack is angry he's on the phone he's screaming he's like yelling find my kids where are you i've been trying for three hours where are you where are my kids um he's mad and he's scared because of this human error that jack or that felix made so i'm thinking that maybe um the robot has decided that because it's a robot it doesn't have human error anymore and maybe it wants to make other people like that um because human error ruined his life yeah i don't know but then again why would it kill people other than felix i just don't see any reason i don't know but what what motivation would well actually no we know what motivation felix would have for killing all those people yeah you know to cover his tracks i i think that that's the most plausible theory honestly i think so i think so um yeah yeah I, I do think the the idea of him like having having had guardianship over Sophie at some point and being the one who put her That's on the pills rough. and employed her and maybe even gave her access to the game in the first place is yeah. interesting because she's when she's talking about it when she's playing in Bunny Farm she has no idea yeah. so she's and, but, but she also doesn't seem like super out of it or anything but however she says that she recognizes Bunny smiles but that she doesn't know. Like, she's not sure that it exists, and she doesn't show any recognition for any of the names associated with it. Yeah. Like, um, it mentions um, Felix and, I, I think Felix, and Jack by name, and she doesn't seem to have any recognition for them. So, did she go somewhere else? Did she just grow out of it? Or did Felix just never mention her parents to her or anything like that? Like, I'm, I'm really not sure... Uh, yeah, and I have no idea how he, would, how he would do that, but they don't make her life before in that in that gap period really known. Yeah. Other than that, she was she was on the pills and she had problems. And now she has a girlfriend. And now she has a girlfriend. Go, so, go lesbians, but go lesbians. Things we know about Sophie: she has no memory. She has a girlfriend. She is playing a video game. She lured her mother backstage so her mom could die. (laughs) When she was probably like four years old. Yeah. So we know four things about Sophie. She probably knows four things about herself. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised she managed to get a girlfriend in her mental state. But her girlfriend seems very supportive and is like, we're going to help you figure this out. So I know. Jenny is so sweet. I I love her so much. There's also, there's like, there's like almost like pockets of silly in this. It's a very funny game um, or or funny series. Like Uh there's bits that just that definitely make me laugh. Like Banny in the cute little cutscene bits. She's just her voice actor is so quirky. I love it. Um, Sophie, when she's starting up the game, names herself Soapy because she couldn't. There was no backspace button. And um, she put an A before the P. And so uh, she and her girlfriend just laughed about Soapy for a minute. And it it's. It's really interesting because in the middle of all of the like nasty blood and guts murdering people and things, um, it just has like these little bits of happy fun times. Laugh at this. And then it turns around and it's horrifying again. Yeah, it is. Another, the tone shifts. Yeah. Another interesting aspect to me is that like 
this company BSI is like making merchandise and games and all kinds of stuff. While, meanwhile, and they're music. not even open. And yeah. music. They and, just, make music into the 90s. I think. Like, basing off of the descriptions of the songs that he's yeah. released, it's like by something associated with Bunny Smiles. And they were making music into the 90s for some reason. Yeah, because like, you know, in, in FNAF, I, I, which I never played it, but I've seen enough walkthroughs. You, eventually, you like... You either escape or, like, you kill all of them or something's done with the animatronics, uh-huh. right? Nothing is done with the animatronics here. They're still there. Banny, Bonnie. And they're out now. Yes. And they're just They are out, out of wandering. storage. But which, maybe, honestly, that's good for them except for Bond because he might kill people. But maybe he's chill. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do like um, – one thing that I just want to, like, touch on is that I love that it's a nonlinear – um story because i feel like a lot of the stuff we've covered has been pretty straightforward um there's stuff happening and it's in an order and we can follow that order pretty much with this it's so entirely out of order we have no idea when things are happening except for the timeline and we just kind of have to piece it together as we find stuff out and be like oh this goes before that in the timeline and this goes before that and this comes after that so that this event makes sense and, I, and I, because of that format, there's still a lot of in, missing information, which is in part because it's an unfinished project and also in part because we're probably not missing everything, like like about Charles's death, you know? We don't mm-hmm. know who that is, but... We don't he, know who that is. He's in Buzu for sure. Yeah, he's in there somewhere. There's also a website called um, findjackwalton.com. Um, right now, I think it's just like a black screen with like a room or something it is yeah it's a black screen with a room and there's nothing on it or in it yeah and there's um, also well actually no there's a there's a bunny arm like going on top floor yeah. yeah um it's it's really spooky um and like it's it's been updated a few times once it was updated to look like the bunny smiles incorporated like homepage. um and there's a lot of like secret pages and stuff in there that you can kind of dig around and find um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I recommend you look at the um, Walton Files wiki because they have a lot of documentation of what you can find in the website. Yeah. But it's it's deep, and it there's is. not many questions answered yet, which makes me think that he's still working on it and he's still doing stuff with it because this was all in, like, 2021 and 22. So I think it's still ongoing, um, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. But So we're almost out of time, so I think we should go over our rankings. Yes. Okay, so – I'll go first because this scared the ever-loving um, crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I I was like I was watching it and I was also like folding my laundry, so I wasn't even like looking at it the whole time. And there weren't really jump scares either. No, that's the thing. It doesn't have cheap scares, no, which is no, so refreshing. No. It's just genuinely extremely unsettling to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the animatronics themselves are scary enough to look at without knowing that there's like guts in there. Oh, for um, sure. And I, yeah. So I'm going to probably rate this a 9 out of 10 just because there are definitely scarier things. Maybe even a 9.5. Okay. For the amount of things that I watch that are scary. Yeah. But yeah. And as far as my enjoyment of it, um, it is it is fun. I enjoy like like internet history, YouTube video, things like this. It really reminds... I, I didn't know it was from 2020 until I looked into it afterwards, like an hour ago. When did you think it was from? Uh, initially watching it like 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 2013 14 because it mm. looks like that it's kind of in that style of scary youtube video which it is something i liked about it does look old yeah you know it, i it, think that was intentionally no so, yeah sure. and it it well yeah because it's supposed to be like in the 70s and 80s but not even just that it just looks like an old 
scary style YouTube video, like mm-hmm. um, salad fingers and that type of thing. Right, it doesn't like, look like salad fingers particularly, but it's like that kind of, that genre of YouTube video. It's it reminds me of. Yeah, um, it's definitely got the feeling like the very slow pace, like yeah. leading up to things. That's and, thing. and I think that's on purpose. But I kind of enjoyed that setup because no one's been doing it like that in a while. No, and that's why I really, really wanted to do this one over a lot of others because I feel like you know I recommended an analog horror thing and you guys were like, oh, I'm so sick of analog horror. But this is one of the good ones. Like I really, really enjoy this one. It does make itself different from all the others for sure yeah it does it's not cheap no okay so what so what are your ratings of this um oh what was your enjoyability rating oh my enjoyability rating oh yeah um i would honestly say like an eight i like i did enjoy watching this i liked it more than the thing yeah um i can't say i liked it more than the 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 night veil because i really like night veil but um no honestly i enjoyed watching it it um like i said the nostalgia factor was a big thing for me even though i'm not particularly into things that it, it was predecessed by like i'm not the hugest five nights at freddy's person yeah um but i i did really enjoy it yeah i love that yeah um i'd probably give it like a, a nine nine and a half for scary factor yeah. simply because of the imagery um mm-hmm. i don't think it did as much of like jump scare or shock horror or anything like that but i think it just did so well with the imagery and the creeping up on you with the scary stuff i think it was really really well done um, and then for the enjoyableness, um, I, I would say probably like an eight as well. Yeah. Um, because this is one of my favorites, but I don't think it is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really did love it. And watching it again is really cool. Yeah. And like deep diving into the history and stuff. Like I didn't know there was a video game before I did research uh, this time. So I'm, I was very, very excited yeah. to learn about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, thank you guys for listening to The Witching Hour. Um, we love having you every time. It's so much fun. Tune in again next week or and find us on social media at The Witching Hour Cast. Yes. We are on Instagram. Um, we also have a podcast on Spotify and on Apple Music and on other places that you get your podcasts um, if you would like to listen to it there. We would really appreciate it. Um, you can also shoot us some texts or dms or anything like that on the witching hour cast um we would love to hear what you think about anything that we're talking about if you want to yell at us about uh the walton files we would love to hear it but i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week um welcome to halloween month we're so excited to be here with everybody um thank you so much for listening this has been the witching hour